Amen. You may return to your seats. Have you, you received your gift? Bless God. Amen. We thank God for this moment. And again, welcome into the family. We love you all. You will be tremendously supported by everyone in this community. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. <laughs> good morning, good morning. Ooh, 12.32, good afternoon now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'll tell you what, I'm going to ask you, you know, just shift yourself a little bit. Just turn to your neighbor and, and greet them at this time. Go right ahead. Just say, you know, good afternoon. How you doing? Praise God. see everyone here. Well, welcome to PT this morning. My name is Anita Ray. I am one of the elders here at PT and I just want to say the Lord bless you and keep you. Our um, senior pastor is away, as you have seen his um, message to you, but I'm here this morning. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I, as we just get ready to go into our sermon this morning, um, this is a message of encouragement that the Holy Spirit just laid on my heart. Just encouraging each and every one of you to continue to hope, to believe, and to trust in the Lord. The, the sermon title is, Don't Lose Heart. Now I want you to turn again to your neighbor and, and repeat those words. Don't lose heart. Amen. Amen. We're reading from Galatians, Galatians 6 and 9, and it says, Let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. Amen. And let us not lose heart. So I think we're all familiar, or we have lived long enough to experience what losing heart looks like. We all know what happens. There's sadness, there's depression, you, a loss of hope, you're giving up, you lose your faith, you resign yourself, you isolate. And you know, that is something that has always bothered me that in the darkest moment, in the moment of crisis, instead of running to the body that would give support and, and, and cover you, people isolate. 
people just run away and, and suffer in silence. But this morning, I'm here. I'm going to be your PT cheerleader this morning. I'm telling you, don't lose heart. Do not. Do not. So let's talk about the crisis. A crisis is an intense difficulty. It's trouble. It's danger. And as I said in the first service, does crisis announce when it's going to happen? No. There's no warning. There's no, you know, I'll tell you ahead of time, in two weeks, you're going you're gonna to face a crisis. That doesn't happen. Crisis comes unexpectedly. It comes with all the fury and anger of whatever that situation is. But I'm telling you this morning, don't lose heart. There was a crisis for the psalmist David in 1 Samuel, the 30th verse, the 30th chapter, verses 3, 4, and 6. David had been out with his men and he came back to the town that they owned. It was Ziklag. And David, as the scripture says, when David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. So let, let me just give you, draw a little picture of what happened. They were out to another battle, another skirmish, coming home to Ziklag. And as they got closer and closer to town, they could see smoke. They could see maybe some fires still burning. The town, the Amalekites, who were the enemy, one of those warring um, enemies of God's people, they came into Ziklag and they burned that place down to the ground, and then they took all of the wives, the children, they took even the cattle, whatever they owned, they took it. And when David walked in and his men and they saw, the word says they wept until they could weep no more. Have you ever been in that place? where you cried until there were no more tears coming out of your eyes? I'm a witness. I'm a witness to that. Now, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. You're our leader. And you allowed this to happen. Now, how could David um, not allow this to happen? He was with them in battle. And now they're, they're blaming him. But the scripture says, but David found strength in the Lord his God. 
I want you to turn again to your neighbor. I'm going to keep doing that because I want to make sure, first of all, that you're awake and you're following me. So I want you to repeat. But David found strength in the Lord his God. And I want you to insert your name. Instead of David, I want you to call your name and say that line. Repeat that line. So, Anita, say your name. Found strength in the Lord, his God. Amen, amen. Now, this is the same David that we read in the word. There was a crisis with a guy named Goliath. He was a giant. Now that crisis, as I told you, it's great difficulty. It's danger. It's, you know, it's something that is beyond your power to change. But this is the same David that looked at his crisis in that moment and said, you come to me with a sword and a spear. Now, if you're following me, I would love to hear back from you. You can do a refrain of amen or hallelujah. This is the same David that looked at that crisis and said, you coming to me with all of these weapons, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. He looked at the crisis. He saw the crisis. He saw what was going down and something inside of him, a, a determination, a conviction, a reliance, a dependence on God said, oh no, we are not going out like this. We're not going out like this. Who is this uncircumcised giant? And I am here to encourage you this morning. Whatever that giant is, whatever that crisis is that you're facing, has it anything to do with the pandemic? Loss of jobs? Businesses? Homelessness? Broken marriages? Family issues? Loss of a loved one? Grief? Financial hardship? Physical and mental illness? Fear? Domestic abuse? And the list goes on. Whatever that crisis is, whatever it is, I might not have mentioned yours. But you know what it is. And today, I am encouraging you, don't shrink back. Don't go back in fear. Don't go back or go to isolation. But I want you to do something. I want you, with the help of the Lord, the help of the Holy Spirit, to build up your confidence in the one who has you. I don't have you. I'm going to tell you something. Um, 
Elder Roy is my husband. <laughs> and I love him dearly. But I'm going to tell you something. There are times that I can't rely on his strength. I mean, he is a good husband. Please don't take me wrong. He's a wonderful husband. But when I'm in the midst of crisis, when I'm in the midst of trouble, I've got to call on my heavenly father. I've got to call on the one who does not sleep and who does not slumber. I can call on him anytime and he will respond. Amen? He will respond. He will respond. So yes, the crisis might come, but I'm going to tell you another thing. When you're facing your crisis, don't allow your crisis to control your confession. Don't let it control your confession. Um, my children went to a, a private Christian academy, and one of the songs that they used to learn, and I mean, they used to sing it over and over again. Whose side you're, you're leaning on? And then the refrain was, I'm leaning on the Lord's side. Whose side you're trusting on? I'm trusting on the Lord's side. And they would sing that song, and I mean, they would sing it and sing it and sing it and sing it. But they were confessing, I'm not leaning on my own strength because the word of God says it is not in man to direct his own steps. As brilliant as you are, as smart as you are, as talented as you are, you don't have the wherewithal to guide your own steps. You've got to rely on the Lord. You've got to look to him. You've got to depend on him and confess what his word says. Amen? Thank you. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you. But we have confidence. You've got to have that trust, that belief, that conviction, that reliance on the Lord. Psalm 27 and 13 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord when I die. Is that what the word says? No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. While I'm alive, my eyes are open, I'm breathing, I'm not going to lose heart because my confidence is in the Lord. Hebrews 10 and 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope or faith without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. 
And I'm telling you, with God's promises, you can take that to the bank. You can take that to the bank. He is faithful. So as I said before, don't allow crisis. And, and as we look around, there's so many things that would make you waver and make you shake and maybe make you, you know, sway a little lower than you would normally sway. But God is saying, I am your strength. I am all that you need me to be. In the time of crisis, I will not allow my confession, the words that come out of my mouth, to be controlled by my circumstances. Amen? Amen. So let's look at that word, confession. Confession is what the Lord just laid on my heart. Agreement with the word of the Lord. Anybody can describe the situation that they're in. You know, I can describe, you know, oh, if I had a pocket in this dress, I would open it up and say, oh, I'm broke. I have nothing. I, you know, I, I'm about to be evicted from my, my house, my home. I, I'm, I just received a doctor's report, and it's not good. Anything that we hear that comes against us, we can describe it. Well, the doctor said, <sighs> the doctor says, I don't got long. The doctor said that I have this, I have that. The doctor said, but what, did, what, what is the Lord saying to you? What does the Lord say to you today, my brothers and sisters? That's what I want you to confess. I want you to confess Isaiah 25 and 9 that says, It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. That's a good praise pause right there. Hallelujah. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Now, I want to share, you know, I shared about David's experience. I want to share something about me, something that happened to me in an hour of crisis for me. My two older sisters, when I was a teenager, we were, I mean, all of my sisters, we are all close. And because of circumstances that were not good, and I'll just flat out say, because we were living in a house, a dysfunctional house. We were coming to church every Sunday, and we were doing the church thing, but there was a lot of dysfunction in our home. And I remember 
our Father told all of us, all nine of us, if you can't abide by my rules, you're going to have to leave. And that was what? Unbelievable. Well, things got so bad that my two older sisters said, well, we can't abide by these rules because these rules are harsh. They are unbearable. We're leaving. And I watch my precious sisters pack their bags and leave. They left home. For me, that was a crisis. That, for me, was my heart was broken. And I remembered in my anguish, I cried and I said, I just yelled out into the, the atmosphere, this is the way it's going to be for the rest of my life. They were such words of anguish and such hopelessness. This is the way it's going to be. And I was boohooing. I was crying. I was just, it was like, I just, I throw my hands up. I can't take any more. But God. But God. But God ministered to me in the word that's found in Psalm 126. That is one of my favorite scriptures. And the Lord spoke to me and said, that's what the enemy told you to say because you're in the midst of your crisis. But that's not what I'm saying over you. That is not what I'm saying over you. This is what I'm saying to you, Anita. I am going to turn that captivity around. I'm going to reverse what was done, which was so horrible and, and just something that just couldn't be described. I'm going to turn it around. And instead of your mouth filled with crying and tears, I'm going to fill your mouth with laughter. I'm going to fill your mouth with singing. And I'm a witness today that the Lord did it. He did it. He turned it around. When even, I mean, it was bad enough they left, but we were told whoever leaves, their name is not supposed to be mentioned in the house. Don't even mention their name because they're gone. But I had a praying mother. I had a praying mother. And even when I saw her and I heard her praying, and in my despair, I said, why? Why, mom? Why are you praying? This situation's not going to change around. But she kept praying. And I saw with my two eyes, Roy, were you there? You were there on that Sunday morning. Mother Green was there on that Sunday morning when the Holy Spirit 
just spoke to my father's heart and turned him around, turned him around. And he came in to the house of the Lord weeping and crying and apologized. Stood up at the altar and apologized to the whole congregation. Is that God or not? Is that the power of the Holy Spirit or not? So I have experienced brokenness in my heart. I've experienced the Lord healing my heart. And I'm sure if I asked each and every one of you, you could share what the Lord has done for you this morning. And I think this is a good time for you to stand on your feet and give the Lord some praise. Come on, stand up and give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good, Father. You are so good. Thank you, Lord. And the, that psalm, you may be seated. Psalm 126, verses 4 and 6 say, And now, God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives. Those who planted their crops in despair will shout yes at the harvest. Those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with armloads of blessing. Psalm 91.2 is the last scripture that I want to leave with you. Psalm 91 and 2. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge. He alone is my refuge. My place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. He is my place of safety. In the midst of the crisis, saints, find yourself in the Lord. He is the only safe one. He is our God, and we will trust him. Amen? Amen. I'm going to have a song played in a couple of minutes. And as I, again, don't lose heart, the words of this song, I was driving along and I heard the songs, but there was a story behind the song. The story is of a pastor in Ohio that had um, one of his members had heart disease and she had to go in for, for um, surgery, heart surgery. And the story says that they went in, she went in, the doctor who was a believer performed the surgery, 
open up her chest. That's quite all right, Etty. It's okay. They opened up her chest and they took her heart out. And they made the repairs. And after which, the doctor put her heart back in to her chest cavity. And they waited. And they waited. And they were looking at the monitor. Nothing was happening. And the doctor, who I said was a, is, a, is a believer, he looked at all the people that were there in that room. He knelt down next. The woman's name was Mrs. Johnson's bed. And he said, Mrs. Johnson, we have repaired what was wrong in your heart. But now, Mrs. Johnson, you need to tell your heart to beat again. Tell your heart to beat again. Shortly after the doctor spoke those words, Mrs. Johnson's heart started to beat. And I am telling, I'm speaking to you all under the sound of my voice. You might be in your crisis right now. And you're not sure how it's going to end up. But I want to speak encouragement. I want to speak life over you and say, tell your heart to be again. Tell your heart to believe again. What are those things that you've been told it's not going to happen. What are those promises that the Lord has made that haven't happened yet? Tell your heart to beat again. Tell your heart to believe again. Tell your heart instead of saying, you know, I've been waiting a long time. I don't know. I don't think this is going to happen. I want you to tell your heart, beat again. And as this song is playing, if the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I, will, I want you to come to the altar. Come to the altar and bring your care, bring your crisis, bring your worry, bring whatever it is that would want to make your heart stop believing. I want you to bring it to the altar. As the song is playing. Tell your heart to beat again. Yes.
step into the light of grace. The altar is open. journey's just begun. Tell your heart to beat again. Close your eyes and breathe it in. Let the shadows fall away. Step into the light of grace. Yesterday's a closing door. You don't live there anymore. Say goodbye to where you've been. Tell your heart to beat again. Heartbreak, every scar. Picture that reminds you. And you Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yesterday's a closing door. Yesterday is a closing door. You don't live there anymore. You don't live there. You don't want to live there anymore. Say goodbye to where you have been in the darkness, in the disappointment, in the frustration, and step into the light. Step into the light. You know, the Holy Spirit is telling me this, there's more people that should be at this altar. But I'm not twisting anyone's arm. I'm not forcing anyone. And if you're in a good space, if you are in a good place, you need to encourage somebody else. 
you need to encourage someone else. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We're not living in yesterday. We can't live in yesterday. We can't afford to live in yesterday. You're calling us, Father. We won't lose heart. We won't lose heart. You know, I just encourage you that those that are sitting in the pew right now, just point, point your hands this way. And let's lift up our brothers and sisters. Let's lift up our brothers and our sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We believe again, Father. We will trust again, Lord. We will have faith again, Lord. We will not allow our crisis, our problem, Lord, to overwhelm us, Lord. Because according to your word in Isaiah 43, we go through the waters. We do go through the waters. But your promise is that they will not overwhelm us. They will not overtake us. And when we go through the fire, we will not be consumed. We will not be consumed. The fire will not scorch us. That's what your word says. So, Father, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for encouraging us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for standing by our side when we thought you were not even there. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearing our cry, Lord God. You said that the righteous cry to the Lord, and you hear and you deliver. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name. Bless your name. Faithful God. Faithful God. He's faithful. He's faithful. He is faithful. He will not disappoint you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name. While we're in this atmosphere, I'm just wondering, is there anyone that's here that does not know the Lord as Savior? That does not know the Lord as Savior? If you are here in the sanctuary, if you would raise your hand, 
I'm the only one looking. I'll see your hand. Let us bow our heads and close our eyes. If you want to be included in this prayer of salvation, just raise your hand. I'll see it. I'll see your hand. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Just a few more minutes. We don't want to rush anyone, but if you want to linger, that's quite all right. Quite all right. Because you're going out. You're going out different from the way you came in this morning. Thank you for the power, the power of the word, the power of the word to turn our situations around, our circumstances. They will be turned around in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. Thank you for the work you're doing, Lord. Thank you for the work. Thank you for the work of salvation. Thank you, Lord God, for the work of encouragement in this place. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. In Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. At this time, I am going to bless you. And so those in the audience, if you are seated, you can stand and receive the blessing. If there are any at the altar that still are waiting, no, no hurry, nobody's pushing you away from the altar. But if you will stand and extend your hands, for the blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you, look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face to shine, grin, beam, and show his pleasure upon you. And may the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, and side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success, and remove anything that causes agitation or discord with his divine purpose and destiny for your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, be blessed. And you all say, I receive that blessing. Amen.
Go in the peace of Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you, and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.